Hello, I'm Robbie. I play the speaker on Could Have Been Heroes. We are a completely independent podcast. Please consider joining us on Patreon and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at CBHPod. Could Have Been Heroes is a role-playing game podcast where six old friends adventure as six total strangers who, after missing their shots at destiny, now get a second chance to make a mess of everything. Demuel Savinar had been the personal page of King Dem for three years. In that time, he had seen many terrible and wondrous things. The reason given that his personal assistants were dismissed at the age of 15 in favor of a boy of 12 was to allow more noble boys of the realm to bask in his lord's magnificence. But Demuel was, now, nearing the end of his service, convinced the answer was more unclean. He was just a boy, deathly afraid to disobey. Few could bury secrets as effectively as a scared child. And if he did make to tell anyone the truth of King Dem, who would believe him? The screaming, ragged, one-eyed mess the king was, crying for vengeance, howling for his mother the night his wife went missing. He always carefully said, went missing, rather than the truth, escaped. The King Dem he had seen that night would certainly not inspire the majestic power he did now atop his horned destrier. The King Dem that cried and spit and pissed himself. Whatever the Queen had done to him had stripped him of his power and grandiosity. It was King Dem to be sure, but withered and mortal-looking, for lack of a better explanation. Demuel wondered if he was the only one alive, other than the king's mother, who had seen the true face of Dem. The shivering, inbred, wailing for his mother, who came for him crawling out of his mirror. Demuel shook his head. He did not like to think about the queen in glass. He had a hard enough time walking past reflective surfaces without shivering. Demuel was in fact named after good King Dem, in honor of a great monarch his parents so worshipped. It was, of course, all a lie. A trick, reflection of reflection bounced back by the Queen in Glass's sorcery. The young page cast his gaze across the battle lines to Queen Bevel, the brass iron bride, her armor glinting dull gold in the fading sun her crown resting so well above her beautiful, powerful face. Was she a lie, too? Were the Eldblood kings and queens all a facade? Demuel couldn't help but feel even just these idle thoughts might be dangerous. He knew he hid his revulsion well that night, rushing to the king's side, helping him tend to his missing eye. He played the role of dutiful and loving servant. He pretended that what he was seeing was simply an affliction of poison, not the terrible truth. And as he was alive and still at the king's side, 
he knew he had succeeded in his deception. How long could he keep up the charade? As he looked out into the dark ocean of grasping grimwood trees, he had to wonder if it would matter. They'd all likely be dead soon anyways. The Crownlands sought to make war on the seat of the Wicked Fae in direct conflict. A hundred thousand men armor-clad, nearly a hundred giants with iron wrought into their flesh, the gleaming battalion shining like polished seal. A bridled serpent river brought all the way from overwaters, three jewel-feathered griffins from Pelicine, as powerful a force as had been assembled in generations. Demuel was shocked at how small and insignificant the combined force of Deladridorn and Alembria looked when compared to the Grimwood Forest to the south. The woods writhed with life now that the sun was beginning to go down. They had held their position encampment for a week here at Scaffold Stones, gazing into the dark wood, but now that they were ready to march, the forest seemed to sense their coming approach and had come alive. There had been raids in previous nights, stickmen and werekin striking out at the sentinels and defensive lines of the army. A force that big was bound to have weak points, and the wicked night-dwellers found each one. Demuel had been woken by screaming as hunters in the dark took men in a sleeping tent not fifteen tents away. Even the heart of the camp was not purely safe. Bombards worked through the night, showering fire and rock on the edge of the wood, but the infernal forest seemed closer to the line of the army, not farther away, even after a week of constant shelling. This cannot be the plan, Dem, one of the king's braver generals said through clenched teeth over the war table one morning. We will be bled dry sitting here at the forest's edge. What is this plan of Bevel's? Yes, and when will it be put to use? said another. Demuel would never have imagined the king's men speaking to him that way, and he certainly could never have guessed that an excited smile would be Dem's reply. Can't you feel it, gentlemen? Can't you feel the thrill of destiny in the air? the king said. The men looked around, confused. One took off his glove and held it up, as if Kingdom had been speaking literally. Um, all I feel in the air is an unseasonable warmth. The king's eyes flared with a hungry light. Demuel tried to hide his shiver. Run, my queen, run far and run fast, he thought. Demuel? came a panicked and hushed voice at the edge of the tent. It was Krez, another page. What is it? Demuel whispered, careful not to interrupt the king in his strange revelry. There is a messenger, a, a message here for the king. Krez was wide-eyed and gasping, quite unlike him. Whatever it was, it clearly couldn't be handled by advisors. The message, th the messenger, it's... It's a bird, a talking bird. It says it's a familiar of the wizard Izarazel the Fair on behalf of some people called the Nearlies, the boy stammered. Bewitched animals are common messengers. What are you freaking out about? Demuel pressed. But then he leaned forward and looked over Krez's shoulder, down the hill to where the messenger waited. Whoever sent it, both very much wanted to get Dem's attention and very much underestimated his rage. 
the messenger in question was a beautiful white swan. Lavaline here. Here's what you missed last week on Could've Been Heroes. The Nearlies, along with famed heroes Hurdy Sweet Owl and the Barricade, are in battle with Kel, trying to extract Princess Bitterbell from the swamp. Bitterbell in hand, the group attempts a strategic retreat, but finds that their escape portal has been blocked. The cause is soon revealed to be a mysterious, and very large, black knight that has entered the fray, telling us that we cannot leave with the princess. Kel announces that the imposing armored man is the servant of want, one of the herald's lackeys, and it is clear that there is no love lost between them. The battle continues, and finally the knight's magical totem is destroyed with a well-aimed arrow, allowing us to escape. Before we all jump through, though, in a shocking turn of events, the knight's helmet is knocked off, revealing a face with very strong Brisbane features. The knight was a taller, handsomer, slightly less dead version of Xenator. Although we don't necessarily have to tell Xenator I said that. So, Gwen... <laughs> a back centaur war chief shadow has just finished like the most recent braid and um he's been fed yet more sunflower seeds by by todd and uh martin trips over a <laughs> trips over a an upturned root and you could swear that the root definitely like lifted up under his foot to trip him the trees are bowing and moving aside for the king but most of them don't like it very much um because you know this is this is their territory and no it's 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 fine i'm i'm fine it's i prefer to walk you know these um are you sure he can't come up here? There's a room for him. To... Uh, well, uh, <clears throat> no, no, no. I you don't want to make anyone. You, you see a shiver run down his noble flanks. Uh, I get it. I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. I mean, you're you're supposed to have blisters on top of blisters, right? Wow, he's so I sad. Have, uh, yes, it is. It is very. But uh, Miss Gwendolyn, I cannot take him upon my back. It, uh, he's too creepy. Too many things inside of his head. I, I don't know. Uh, maybe he could walk a little farther away, out of your line of sight, and then you won't feel bad looking at his pitifulness. I appreciate the offering of that solution, and I respect your boundary. I um want to try to do uh, little horse hooves for my feet after I like trip. Um, <laughs> Great, so, let's roll it up. Yeah. What the? Why the fuck not? Let's. Start. I feel like if you fail, your hands just turn into coconuts, and you. Do that <laughs> That's awesome. Time. I'm stealing that for sure. <laughs> and I did fail. Oh, yeah. Coconut uh, and, hands. And there is a horrible, like, crinkly sound as your hands turn into. <laughs> or just like my hands turn into horse, like not yeah, my feet, you... but my hands. So it's just like, uh, well, all right. As I'm walking along. Now the centaur Shadow is looking at you like he finds that really offensive. Oh. 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 What are you trying to say, little man? No, it's just a body pipe outfit. Your your culture is (laughs) not my costume. Oh, man. (laughs) Shake him out. Just go back to falling. (laughs) (laughs) Right into the fucking mud again. All right. so Martin. At the middle of the divan, where the sort of veiled nymphs and war pixies and kind of spellcasters are sort of in the center of the group, kind of protected by the warriors on the outside, um, we have Amelia and Zenator. Uh, Zenator riding on his plinth, carried by four sexy satyr boys. 
and uh, Amelia on her absolutely ludicrously large <laughs> war horse. Oh, yeah, she's sitting up real high. <laughs> Master Alterdune. Oh, it's novice now. It's <laughs> not. Uh, no, despite... didn't you see it on my badge here? Look at my badge. I mean, badge. Doesn't lie. <laughs> I remember studying Amanda. some of your. T- <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> studying some of your tactics as, as an apprentice. You're, uh, it's an honor to meet you, regardless of what your current title is. Do you want me to call you novice? No, no. Uh, judging by the look of you, those plans didn't work out very well. What happened to you? <laughs> yeah, you again. You have uh, holes in your face. A spider crawls from a hole in your Oof. cheek up through into Ugh. your ear. Is that necessary? Yes. Okay, you're right. <laughs> Death is gnarly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, true. Perhaps I should have applied the lessons from the academy more um more precisely in the field um but i'm here now um i you're out of retirement yeah but you didn't answer what what did happen to you (laughs) she she pivots and uh your your pivot and uh well technically i was beheaded technically well, there's more to oh, it than that. Oh, I see. They brought you back to... They crawled, They dug you out of a grave. That all makes sense now. Yeah, Amelia is realizing that death itself is not always mm-hmm. a way out yeah. of the guild. It's a good reminder, though. You know, the guild will always uh, bring you back in, no matter what. <laughs> oh. When the need is great enough. I suppose. But is it? Is it anything worth this? Um, have you fought a Glorious? A few. <laughs> She's lying. <laughs> I've seen Depends on before. Asking. <laughs> well, I I firmly believe that protecting Faritol from them is worth is worth it. Yes. Our homes are worth fighting for. Well, I'm glad someone believes in this mission. I'm not so sure. What um what concerns you about it? Um, I mean, the guild is organizing it, so there's the flaw right there. We'll do our best, though, I know. You're right. So I think there's kind of an awkward silence there. Right, yes. <laughs> you, you can hear, like, other conversations going on, and the, the steady clap clap of, like, all of these different hooves. Of Martin. <laughs> and, the, and then over in the distance, the clap clap of Martin banging his coconut hands together. Um... And yeah, so then there's just sort of this awkward silence. So Xenator, as you're looking at her, she absolutely like brims and radiates with this like coruscating high concentrated mana. Um, And it's probably so potent that you can like feel her emotions seeping through like here and there. And it's not that much unlike your own, the whole like I thought my journey was done and I'm dredged back. Like you guys kind of do have, now that I think about it, you have, you know. More in common. You also both have wide brim, pointy hats. So, <laughs> fashion, fashion wise, you're even like on the same play- playing field. They let one of our team members die without even telling us she was in danger. What'd they do to you? Oh, you know, just letting my entire family die. But you know, I understand. Uh. False promises, and you do your best, and you expect to come back, and everything will be all right. But um, 
Things change very quickly. Everyone's expendable, I think, to them. Like, here we are. I mean, there's definitely some truth in that. On the other hand, we all willingly put ourselves in danger to fight for what we believe in. And, you know, the guild is more than just its leadership. The guild is also all of us out here in the field trying to make a difference. That's something. Something worth being a part of, right? Hmm. Yeah, but what do we come back to? What do we get to enjoy? A greater good forever? It's always for something better. But what's happening now? The weight of all those heroic sacrifices, and yet here we are, heroless, after they sacrificed literally all of them, and it still all might be for nothing that does have to weigh heavily <laughs> and probably presses the conversation into another awkward silence. And you can see the satyrs carrying the plinth and the ones like, marching around uh the guard in the middle they like lean over and in Faye like whisper to each other like Jesus fucking wizards are depressing (laughs) (laughs) does magic make you people sad I always use it to just keep my my dick hard for a long time yeah Uh, we need to swap spells (laughs) (laughs) Uh, do you not know any sex magic come on down let's learn teach Gwen sex magic alright so uh, William guys is uh, the stallion that you ride just cannot be reined in like it, it it is up at the front of the you know it's got it's it's always you know champing at the bit Literally, that's where that actually comes from. It is. Um, and uh, ready to go. So you're right up at the front with King Allfield, who again waves his hands outwards and, and, you know, 20, 30, 40 massive trees bow and writhe out of the way. <laughs> yes, move aside, little trees. And, you know, these are gigantic oaks, you know, ancient, ancient bower trees. So, Mr. William Geese, it is an honor to make your acquaintance. Your reputation presses you. Yes, it always does. (laughs) (laughs) We are coming up upon the well of Davodorba. This ancient uh, fort will act as our base of operation. May I ask you a question? Absolutely. Where have you been? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, where have you been all this time? Where have you been, Loga? (laughs) Bella! No, I've been in my family's home. This whole time. But uh, when the heroic call went out, uh, I protected those in the Riverwood from being swept up in its enchantment. This is how uh, Miss Amelia uh, was not called to service, but how how did you? That That is a funny story. Oh, I love those! <laughs> See, it turns out that I, uh... I retired without knowing that I had retired. 
Oh, how, uh, what? <laughs> how does Here, this work? Here's what happened. So, as you said, my, my reputation does precede me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so it got Everybody to... knows yeah. William Geese. <laughs> <So, yeah. laughs> William Geese. <laughs> we have talked about him so many so times many. in the on the show previously. Yeah. Well, it got to a certain point where I would get to I get to the location that I was called and I would show up and I'm ready to fight. Mm-hmm. And they would they would give up. They would I drop know, their swords. I know I would. <laughs> so that was just a lot of travel for very little payoff. There was no fight. There was no, there was no brave wounds. There was nothing. And I was just traveling to and fro and wearing out my saddle with my backside. Mm. So uh. I hired myself a stand-in. <gasps> wait, wait, wait. When did that happen? Oh, I have absolutely no idea. So many years ago. But you see, I wear, years ago. Uh, you see, I wear this mask. Yeah. They did not know. They saw someone that approximately looked like me, although not as handsome. And they uh, give up. And... <laughs> so, wait, wait. Two things. <laughs> First thing, this tiny little mask, no one can tell who you are, even though he's so tiny? Apparently the inability to see my cheekbones. <laughs> All right, well, okay. Second question... <laughs> So your standing was called in by the call to arms and sacrificed at last stand instead of you. Well, given that I can no longer remember his name, I would say yes. Oh, that is pretty fucked up. <laughs> I, uh, ooh. The stand-in may have even hired his own stand-in at some point. Oh, oh my god! That like totally is so meta. <laughs> William Guyception. It's so many layers. Wow. Apparently, uh, too long had happened before I, there was an actual fight that I could go to, and I was retired. My my. Sorry, that's really great. <laughs> did you know that that was going to be the story? Absolutely not. She did not tell me. So, yeah. He's like, fair enough. Fucking epic. Okay. I love that. I'm stealing that. That's good. Um, So, King Alfiel just, like, smiles and, like, mm, good game, good game. Yeah. Game so recognized game. game. So, unlike the Lady Amelia, she is not happy to be back, but I did not know I was gone, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it is an honor to meet probably the real William Guys. <laughs> There's no way to <laughs> There is no, no way, way to know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so at one point, King Allfield turns around and addresses uh, the group. Ladies, gentlemen, and others. We near the well of Dava Dorba, an ancient fortress rhymed in mystical moss and strange fog. This will act as our base of operations, as well as our fallback, should things go sideways with the Crownlanders. Is that uh, at all likely? Mm, well, let's just go ahead and say that uh, things have not been very nice between the Fae and the Crownlanders, and their relations are at an all-time low after the 
massacres of the satellite communities. Oh, those. <laughs> Casual. Were, yes, you were there for the attack on Thistleberry Hollow. But do you think but, the Crownliners are going to hold you responsible for that? Revelwood had nothing to do with that. Well, um, this is true, but I must admit in recent days I have been forced to bend the knee to the Queen of Spite. I now betray her out of uh, necessity and following my own heart, but technically I am a vassal of the Queen of Spite. And I damn myself willingly for this betrayal. Still, it is possible that they will do something foolish. Um, Seeing as removing me would be technically a blow to the power of the Queen of Spite. Got it. Still, I think that this could prove fruitful. We can turn the Crownlander's attention from Castle Ire to the Briar Tower. And should we succeed therein, perhaps your endeavor to free the She of Long Hair and the Signet can can be made more... um, I guess it's possible. Possible? I I was trying not to be dour, but. uh, Here we are. Do you think. Do you think our combined forces might be enough to actually take the Briar Tower? (laughs) No. No, no, no. no. Oh, oh, honey, no, 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 no. (laughs) Well, yes, in time. The problem would be that in laying siege to the Briar Tower, maybe we could worm our way in magically. Maybe we could breach the walls and thorn towers, but not before reinforcements arrive from Castle So what military objective are we going to propose that the Crown Lancers can actually accomplish with this? Ooh, why? Breaching and destroying the Briar Tower and saving all within, of course. We're not going to tell them that they are doomed to fail. Oh, okay. <sighs> Classic. <laughs> Does it make any sense just to put our cards on the table? That we, what we need is the distraction so that the... Under normal circumstances, I would say yes. However... Kingdom of Deladradorn is mad as a hatter, and he does not give two shits about saving the royal-blooded women from uh, the Briar Tower. He seems, for all we know, and everything Lavalin says, to be out for her blood and using all of this as pretext. Yeah, that guy sounds like a dick. Terrible, terrible <laughs> man. I don't trust him not to do something crazy. So how would... Okay, so if he's only launching a military campaign as a pretext to gain access to the region or in order to search for Lavaline, what would why would he care then about joining an attack on Briar Tower? What do we have to offer him? 
Well... Or will he be forced to just because he's part of an alliance? Could be. Or we could risk one component of the plan, which is that within the Briar Tower is his own offspring. He may be compelled to act. <clears throat> and even if his madness for revenge overrides his intentions, in obtaining their shared offspring, he may think he would have a way to his wife. So but, if we did that, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, would Lavaline go with, along yeah. with that? Lavaline's, Lavaline's Absolutely. not here. Yeah. Yeah. Lavaline I was would like, not do that. I feel, Lavaline is, I feel like I feel like not do that. Yeah. There are more reasons that than simply keeping her away from King Dem that she is not on this particular envoy. <clears throat> yeah, Lavaline's not here. This is our call. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Fuck her. <laughs> William, guys, do you have anything to say about... Billiam? Billiam? Seems like a great plan. You know Lavaline quite well. I Old friends from college. <laughs> oh, they, they were, were roommates. Together. <laughs> we also maybe overstate our ability to overcome the magical defenses on the Briar Tower. We fay no fairy magic. We can undo these defenses. We maybe overstate how much we can uh, quiet the living Briar that defends the tower. We lie to them and tell no, them, yeah, yeah. we've got your back, don't worry. Yeah, no. But lying ourselves into a war, I mean, that's that's a, that's a trick as old as time. Mm-hmm. All right. It is an unsavory business, all of it. I understand. Um, Amelia's human, right? Human-ish, yeah, human-ish, yeah. So I'll, yeah, so I'll turn to, to you, Master... Mm-hmm. Uh, Alter. Alter Dune. Yeah. Master Alter Dune, I would bet that your word will go a long way mm. to convince them that we can bring down the magical defenses. They're, not, they're probably not likely to trust the fae folk outright. Mm. Um, but if, you know, with your reputation, um, I think if you... I think if you vouch for this plan, they'll believe us. Blow smoke up their asses, as you said? (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. All right. So, here we are. He waves his hand and some more trees move aside, and a very ancient, dilapidated, moss-encrusted castle appears. It is small and low to the ground. It looks like it once had towers, but they've all since long fallen in. And it is so covered carpeted in moss that you could miss this as a place at first and just think it's a series of hills but then every once in a while a statue or stone will like peek out and in the center of it is an enormous staircase um, made out of stone that just spirals down into the ground this is our double back should things go awry the well of Davradorval leads down to the underworld, where massive Fomorian giants dwell. I have a fairly good relationship with these freaks, and so, uh, should we need, they will protect us uh, and cover our retreat. 
Let us hope we do not need it. I feel confident. Anyone else feel confident? I mean, always, but... <laughs> Raise your hand if you're feeling confident. Fake it till you make it on three. Make it till you make it. Blow smoke. All right. <laughs> so, he shows you the well of Davadorba, Dav- uh, which is, again, sort of a last resort. You can all run back here and hide in the underground should things go fucking uh, awry. When things go When wrong. things go Yeah, well... Certainly, I don't think any of us expect this all to go off without a hitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except William, who is weirdly confident about the whirling. I like that. I'm glad he's on our side. Mm-hmm. This is true. It is a very good thing for you. <laughs> he hasn't had an actual conflict in like three decades, though. Right, but it's because <laughs> everyone just saw him coming and they gave up. Uh-huh. But when that doesn't happen, he's going to be pretty damn rusty. Good point. (laughs) Now we just wait for our scouts to tell us that the Crownlanders have arrived. In fact, this could be a bit of a wait. I can't imagine how even a small group of a few hundred are going to make it through the woods to this location in any sort of timely fashion. We could be waiting days and days. Is there anything we can do to, like help ease their path? Well, um, I have sent scouts ahead, and I have called in favors with many murderous trolls and ogres and witches and freaky things on the way on their route, and asked them to lay off. But, <laughs> you ask uh, the trees to stop being jerks and tripping them? Yes. <laughs> literally, yes. So you can do that. that. <laughs> Martin is, like, pulling twigs and berries, like, out of his hair where the trees kept slapping him. Cool. <laughs> oh, Martin. So, the group sort of settles in for the wait. But it is only a few moments before Otax comes over to to the, the, the rest of you. Hello, Gwen, Senator. Hey. Master Amelia, I am so sorry that you're here. <laughs> oh, the woodcutter. This is shaping out to be really quaint. <laughs> oh, yes, it's a very cozy endeavor that we have here, trying to start a war between <laughs> the Fae and the humans. Um, ah, uh, William Guys, or... Yes, that is me. Yeah, but that's what you would say, even if you were one of the fake ones. That is also true. Yeah, well, well <laughs> hope we got the real one. Uh, an unparalleled swordsman and... Uh, Romanticist could <laughs> could uh, come well in handy, and uh, the Revelwood is a favorite spot for me. Okay, so Otax has sort of rounded up the the Nearlies and the Ringers. <clears throat> uh, the Sacred Grove is a stone's throw from where we are now. We could take a few hours, march out there, and pay our final final respects. You all have, uh, I've been holding on to this for a while, and I don't know what to do with it, but everything inside of me tells me I I should bury it here in the sacred grove where where my, uh, my wife came from before she blessed me with those daughters. So we hold the, that crystal seed um, up towards you that, if you remember, it had, like, 
um, you planted Sarah's ashes on the tree that that was her sister, and a sprout grew and dropped a crystalline seed off. Would you be so kind as to escort me to um, bury this in the soil from from whence it came, I guess? Absolutely. Of course. So, indeed, as you travel closer and closer towards the sacred grove, the trees become less dark and tangled, and that sort of bitterness that seems to be, like, seeped into every inch and branch and leaf starts to alleviate, and the trees are, you know, straighter, and they're the green, gentler, and... Do they stop trying to trip Martin? They definitely stop trying to trip Martin oh, and in the back of the head, and now there's, it's just gentle caresses from branches and leaves, and um, indeed, you find, you know, wild strawberries and um, pools of clear, clean water here and there, and, you know, dew drops dripping down from, you know, from um, honey oaks, and it starts to become kind of lovely, like, kind of nice. Off in the distance, you can see the, um, like, the knotted gate of some kind of huge arbor, and Otax, like, crosses his arms. I've come at the sacred grove from so many different angles, so many different ways, underground, by the air, trying to get in. And every time I see this gate, wherever I am, there it is, stopping me from getting inside. Have you, uh, have you tried the latch? It is a knot of branches and vines of mystical boar tent. Have you tried turning it off and turning it back on again? Of course I have! <laughs> I have chopped at it with my axe. I have tried all manner of mystical keys. and. Have you asked nicely? You, I have asked nicely. I have begged. I have bled. You, you have been in there at least once before, though, right? Yes, I have been in there before. How'd you get in there that time? <laughs> There was no gate. It was open. I just walked in. It was open. I was lost. I, I, And I've done that too. I've tried getting lost and finding it by accident again. I've walked around in these woods for decades, it, it seems. Should we investigate the magical forces on that gate? Um, I think we should just try going through first. Try, trying the latch. That is a good idea. There's no latch, but I... Th- uh, that I, looks like a latch to me. Right. Maybe Let's we not argue it's branches! It's door. just branches! <laughs> maybe something is different this time. Yeah. Or if we... Maybe we speak friend and enter. All right. So there's, you know, maybe three, four hundred yards or so. Like, it's basically down this sort of alley between trees and you can see this it's stunningly beautiful it's incredibly like detailed in the way that the the branches and vines have all grown together and knotted into the shape of this door is just breathtakingly detailed even at this distance um you know you can kind of see that it is some sort of strange combination of seeming natural and also seeming incredibly intentional and um, you start forward, and you can feel the tension, like building an Otax, like, like almost, it, almost like you don't. It seems like he doesn't know what he'll do if this opens up. You know, oh. after all this time, you know, what if, what if it just opened up? Um, so as the group starts forward, something feels weird. Something feels off. 
there's a tinge in the air. Those of you with heightened senses, like uh, William, William guys, and um, and Gwen now with her like witch queen manifestations, and um, and the like powerfully mana saturated uh, Amelia, um, and those with like numbed and like nulled senses, like Zenator and Martin, who. You know, <laughs> one is dead and one has a magical binding on him. Even the two of you with like the like lower end of of like the sensory spectrum feel a shift. Feel a shift. Feel like a uh, suddenly it feels kind of hot, mm. kind of sticky, clammy. Someone turn on a microwave. God, <laughs> not again. <laughs> I meant like being in the microwave, but I wasn't. Elo- I wasn't. Very eloquent. I love it. <laughs> There's something wrong with your microwave. <laughs> that was just, I just say Okay. So, yeah. So, you kind of, I think you, there's that moment where you kind of all start to look at each other. Yeah. And do you feel that? Uh huh. Is it like, I'm, Gwen starts getting close to the fence. To see well, if it's it... still it's still a ways off, like it's off in the distance. Oh, okay. It's, it's, I thought we were closer because I was like, gonna try stepping like closer to it and then backing up and then closer to it. Well, you could back. you could still do that, but it's still yeah. like it's still like three four hundred yards okay. off. Like, okay, the gate is really big, so at this distance you can even see it. But yeah, you do that, and it just seems to be slowly escalating, um, not in terms with your movement. Like there's just <clears> this. This feeling of, of heat, and you realize that the the clamminess is is you're sweating. Your your like your your temples have become damp, and uh, it almost I thought that function turned off when I turned into a tree. I got sap yeah. coming out of my armpits. Yeah, you get like cracks. Like forming. wait, do I? Actually, I think what would be happening to you is skin would be peeling around the corners There's of your mouth. There's a pussy ooze. No, like you'd be drying out like. The corners of your mouth would be getting maybe a little white and oh, chapped. Yeah, you just look like white dog shit. Uh, Otax. Yeah, I feel is, it. I feel it. Is, is this part of it? No, no, no. This, this doesn't have anything to do with the, the sacred grove. This is something. This is new. This is something else. This is. Are we being attacked? No, I, I'm. I'm maybe. <laughs> um, you seem very upset. So yeah, all the hair on the back of his neck is like sta- is like bristling up. Mm. He looks like a warthog at this point. Would Amelia be able to like discern where this is coming from? Yes. Why don't we um, go ahead and make uh, make checks. some checks? So um, if you would like to use your sensory apparatus to try and like suss out what's happening, we're gonna do focus undertakings. If you would like to attune to like mystical energies. Then you're gonna do a will willpower, and if you would like to kind of like analyze a magical effect that you can see, I think I'm, intellect might be. Uh, I guess intellect would be trying to like um, do. Have I read of or studied of anything mm-hmm. like that would be described this way? Which one are you gonna do? Will. Okay, I'll do the intellect one. Okay. I'll do focus. Yeah, I did focus as well. Great. That's a 15 for Martin. All right, so... 16. Yeah, so 15. Um, some information. Sage and Arcanist. Yes. 20. Astute? Yes. That gets me to 20. All right. Can I call him Witch-Blooded and Scholar? Yes. Right. Inquisitive, tree-shaded, wild kind? 
Uh, inquisitive will help, and the other two I don't think would be helpful in this case. All right, then I only got 12. Okay. 28. So y'all uh, will have to fill me <clears throat> in. All right, William Guys with a 20 focus. Fire. This is fire. You smell not sulfur, but like hellstone, like something deep from the bowels of the earth. Great heat. Dragon. <laughs> William whispers the word dragon. All right, what did you get, Zenitor? Uh, 20 on the intellect uh, studied spell. Gotcha. Effects. So, the presence of uh, elder dragons causes effects similar to panic attacks. Just being having one near you, even if you can't see it, even if you don't know it's there, they are so primal and so ancient that all species have... Uh, an evolutionary aversion to their presence and they can cause panic attacks like a kingdom away just by being awake and moving around. Fuck. And the elder dragon could fit the observed phenomena. All right, like Amelia, what did special. you get? Uh, 28 will. Whoa! <laughs> I know, I'm like, man, it's so nice to have like, It's so nice, right? And stuff. <laughs> yeah. Amelia not only recognizes the primordial flame of a dragon this may this could only be the dragon the crown lands dragon the one um the one that exists at the middle of all of the crown lands uh that they all know of but none can reach mm-hmm. there's a mountain an invisible mountain at the heart of the crown lands hebridorma's peak it's called um Dragon smile. Why do I feel like after she just like nailed this knowledge check, mm-hmm. Zenitor just has like the biggest growing crush? Oh on yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. So Zenitor like. I mean, it would be a hard on, but he doesn't have any pulling. Right. Pulling. There's no so, uh, so that's why the biggest growing crush. Quick, someone turn on a microwave. <laughs> oh my god! God damn it, Andy! <laughs> Quick. Listen, rigor mortis can no. So, <laughs> so Amelia, t- yeah, turns in and like can taste the magic in the air. This this fire power, fire magic in the mm-hmm. air, and Zenitor just gets like a chill down his spine. Yeah, hot. You also oh, gosh, know she's perfect. You know which way that it is coming from. It is oh, coming. Shit. It is in the air, and Amelia is able to point to the northwest, and the heat is growing and growing. And then you see, like, orange and red in the sky. And the clouds are starting to, like, collect. Almost like something is displacing the clouds in the air. We... We have to... We have to get somewhere. We have to get underground. We have to... We have to get to cover. We have to get to cover somewhere. Cover won't do anything. Unfortunately. So we just cook out here? Like, like, can't we hide under a rock or a tree? Could the sacred grove itself protect us? Maybe our only chance is to get in. Maybe, maybe. You've never seen Otax like... Yeah, you're so flustered. ...panicky before for what he's been in like 30 right, episodes. Let's go. let's go try the gate. Show him, show him what you're bringing. Okay, so the group rushes to the gate and finds the knots and swirls and like braces of the gate and Otax as he's running forward I'm I just want to bring her home 
I want to bring them home. And he holds it up and the crystal seed is glowing and shining and the gate begins to move and twist and unfurl like an like a like a tentacled animal just like opening up opening its arms and inside you can see the most beautiful like ur trees these are are trees that that look like you know what the gods manufacture trees to like off of the blueprint of all trees and that as soon as the gate opens that is when the dragon fire hits the ground nearby and scars the earth everything disappears in a white hot flare even though the fire hit nearby it's so hot that it like burns the liquid out of your eyes and sends you all hurtling backwards hurtling into the into the tree line ash and flame and cinder erupts all around you everyone please make a vitality difficulty five check numb (laughs) yeah that'll help (laughs) blubber yep that'll help (laughs) dancer absolutely Dancer, I forgot that you have that. Oh, I rolled a twelve. Pragmatic. Uh, Bendy. That'll also help. Ten. All right, we're gonna do. I'm gonna actually. We'll go to each one of you in turn. I'm gonna start with Gwen on my right. So the world disappears inside of a blare. Do you need to know what I rolled? What did you roll? Oh, uh, eighteen. Eighteen minus five is thirteen. You pass. So as you are hurtled backwards, you twist in the air, grab onto a tree, and stop your momentum. The tree branch breaks. The tree evaporates into cinder and ash that ah! blow, and you disappear underneath a dune of of misty gray. And then there is a roar of heat above you, and then everything gets quiet. And you cough and a like sputter of, of ash rolls up out of your mouth. And you sit up and you or, or have to dig your way out from underneath this pile of ash. And the trees and the arbor and the gate are gone. They were just burned to a, a crisp. There are nothing but carbonated sticks and stumps. Just, just jags of carbon sticking up out of the ground all around you. Oh, that's not good. Everything has just become a plane. It's like you almost feel like you've been teleported somewhere else. Todd? Ugh, holy fucking shit. I oh. feel like I just got rotisseried. Right? What happened? Only we survived. Oh, my God. We gotta <laughs> look for the others. Oh, everyone! And Todd starts, like, doing the, like... He looks like he's taking dust baths in the ash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amelia! Senator Martin! William Guys? Question mark? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so Gwen starts digging through with her massive hands, like looking for, uh, um, for, for the others. Okay, Amelia, what did you get? Can I call him pragmatic? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, wait, unless you want to sacrifice someone else's well-being for your own. Oh, my God. You just took Zenitor and covered yourself with his butt. <laughs> Uses Otax as a huge meat shield. Oh, that's mean. Listen, I just set off a dragon nuke nearby. You do what you need to do. 
just starts making out with Otax. <laughs> <laughs> if we're going down, I'm going down, daddied. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry. My god. All right, Amelia. So, so no pragmatic, so no pass. Well, no. Yeah. No. You don't have any physical. No, yeah, no. All right, all right, all right. Uh, so you don't, you like, do not pass. Very, yeah. uh, okay, so you gain the dragon scarred affliction, uh, three trauma. Even once this trauma is healed, the scars remain. You are marked by the dragon forever. Badass. That's kind of badass. Yeah, that's sick. Where would you like these scars to manifest? I don't know. All right, let's randomize it. Roll on a six. Oh my god. You only have six parts. Mm, no, uh, right arm. <laughs> Alright, so as the flames <laughs> licked out towards her, it's like a um, cool she put hand her arm tattoo. up covering her face, and um, you could see like your blue cloak like singeing to cinder on the edges, and then you were blown backwards. All of the armor and uh, like protections on your right arm have burned off, so your fingertips all the way up to your shoulder are sort of like now crinkly, and it like dragon fire causes like strange like scale like patterns cool. in in the scarring. So uh, and your arm is just badly badly sore and uh, cr- crinkles when it moves, and you sit up and and sweep your your arm to the left and set off a small blast of blue flame that blows all of the ash off of yourself, spring up instinctively to your feet and scare the shit out of Gwen. Ah! <laughs> your crystal rapier, like, in your hand, almost, you know. <laughs> she coughs a big batch of cinders out. Oh my god, you made it. Are we alive? I think so. I mean, I I personally have not died before, but my friends have. Well, I guess I have you died. Have I died. have died before. Yeah, I fell out of the sky. Yeah, no, we're, it's we're alive. Everything is. We just help me look for more people. I found Zenitor! Oh my god! Can my hand just shoot open? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so a moment earlier, <laughs> I grab it by the wrist. And yeah. yeah. And just the hand comes off. Yeah. So Zenitor's arm comes off at the uh, or at the elbow. I killed him! I killed him! <laughs> And then, and then you, uh, he sits up, but he's like 10 feet away from where his arm was. So the arm shot up on its own, but now you, yeah. Coming out of a grave. <laughs> All right, Zenitor, did you uh, pass your check? Yeah, I did. All right. I have your arm. Oh, I was looking for that. Oh, God. <laughs> so you socket that sucker back in. We didn't do enough to play up the, like, what's the name of the, the, the dead character from, um, uh, uh, Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. I was going to say Billy. Bewitched. Billy, Billy yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bewitched. Uh, yeah. So uh, we, we needed to do more more dead jokes, yeah. Um, We're leaning right. into them now. Yep. Xenator, an emergency, ch- like, little protective charm at the last minute, and uh, uh, mostly it turned into being thrown by the uh, the blast, and uh, the, fl- the flame just luckily just happened to miss you. Um. I got behind Amelia. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Martin. What did you did you pass your check? I got a ten. Yeah. All right. So uh, Martin is singed, but his hair is all missing, but slowly starts to regrow, uh, and his fingernails were burned off, but those start to form back on. So all the keratin on your body was was removed, uh, but um, that's that's easy enough to regrow. Are you so, okay? Yeah, I, um, I'll have to visit the salon, but I think, yeah, I can do something with this. Okay. Whew. Well, 
and William, that? William guys. Uh, quick-witted, composed, and astute. Not astute. <laughs> Not quick-witted. Oh, God. But composed would help. No, I still miss it. <laughs> All right, where do, you, where do you want the dragon fire? Um, I imagine it's like my upper fa- uh, part of my face is protected. <gasps> Oh. No, it's just funny. Oh, I, I, thought, I, I thought, like... Well, yeah, it's going to hit the cheekbones and go down the neck. All right. Give him a perfect so Zorro mask burned into his face. <laughs> the Zorro mask just heated up yeah. and burned on. So, all right, so a streak down the right side of his cheek and down onto his neck, like, uh, you know, terminating yeah. past the collarbone and yep. shoulder. Uh, William bursts up out of the ash, uh, re- again, ready to fight, like, staggering around, a little punch drunk. And then you see the, the like, quivering mound that is Otax, you know, oh. burned. And and he was so scared already. <laughs> he, you know, crawling towards, uh, crawling towards the sacred grove. It was open. It was open. Uh, 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 just making, like, crinkly, sad sounds in the back of his throat. And he crawls forward to where the, like, arbor door was, and then inside, and everything is just gone. Just flat. Crawls slowly into the tangled mess of broken limbs and trees. Some of these trees being, you know, sacred and powerful survived somewhat, but all have been, like, stripped of their leaves, and some have been stripped of bark and just leave sort of hollows behind um, I'll go over to him and try to help get him on his feet, at least. He is very heavy. I'll help. But between the two of you, you are able to hoist him back up onto his feet. And he's clutching onto the, the crystal still in his, like, burned hands. He kind the of seed. squishes me down a little bit as yeah. he, like, Yeah, you accordion compress. Like, uh, the seed survived? Yeah, it's still, it's still in his hand. A broader home. A broader home. You are her home. And then he goes and gets some uh, dirt. <laughs> he has to dig a little Yeah, has to dig a ways down. Gets like a pot worth of dirt. You're still her home. All is not lost. Maybe planting her could be the seed that restores the forest from this devastation. Yeah, sometimes when wildfires happen, it's necessary for the ecosystem. Is something I learned once. (laughs) (laughs) Just trying to feel out possible avenues here. So the spot where William like dug down underneath the ash, all the way down, I mean like a foot down, and found dirt, and the dirt is cool and. In fact, there's some like green lichen in it, and as you, you turn it over in your hand, a few earthworms like crawl through. See, fertile, <sighs> thriving. <laughs> so he's fully shell shocked, but he just sort of staggers over towards the dirt and presses the crystal seed down into it, and like just pushes it. Brought her home. I did it. I did it. I did it. And he just sort of pushes it down and and, and covers it up, covers it up, and just sits there like with his hands like clasped in front of himself, hoping something happens, hoping something happens, or that this is all right, that this was good, that this was. I have uh, two bottles of magic water from Sarah's, like Sarah's water, oh. and then four of the 
magic beans that she had left. <laughs> oh That's right. You God. found you found the um, sacred water and magic beans in her uh, in her room. Um, I hand all of it to Gwen. I, I don't know about planting things. She would also <laughs> dig and like find places for these, and then she would want to use the water to water them. And then I feel like she would take her hands and cast verdant lightning mm-hmm. into the ground to like activate the activate the plant life and try to like revive some Whoa. of the plants. Are some cool. of the trees too were like still kind of standing right. I wonder if mm-hmm. verdant lightning could help any of the trees. Yeah, like basically just cast it on any any possible plant life that survived. Great. And see if how I can much, give it a boost. How much anima would you like to spend uh, casting verdant lightning and just like how much of yourself would you like to give to this? Ooh, you know what else I want to do? Okay, so I want to infuse this spell mm-hmm. with an additional 15 anima. Okay. And I want to follow it up by casting Skybrew and bringing a rain down to kind of like get Ooh. some of the ash out of the air and like neutralize the ozone a little bit and just start to like wash away some of the ash and reveal if there's like any green life that's left. So if I may, everyone just take a moment to think about Gwendolyn Evangeline Clute, episode two, three, burning paladins and (laughs) throwing hexes around, kind of trying to figure out what's up. Remember when she tried to capture that lightning and like uh, got hit by it and burned to a fucking crisp by it. And and now, you know, 50 episodes later or whatever, she is planting seeds in the sacred grove and putting her hands down and just like green is glowing through the earth, like out from her and she's pouring herself out into the ground to heal it which is what she always wanted, is to heal things. She's never been able to heal a person, Mm -hmm. but you watch her heal... The earth. The earth and the trees begin to green and moss and lichen spreads up them. Some of them blossom again. A few berries reappear. She turns her hands to the sky and a swirl of ash and smoke turns into clouds that deliver life-giving rain to the ground again. And Gwen looks around and sees, like, this, like, mirrored calling, this, like, thing. And this is a kind of healing that, that even your mother and grandmother could never do. This is something different. It's not what you expected. And when the crystal seed sprouts and, like, twists and starts to grow again, and Otax uh, just starts, like gasping and pointing at it and when the seeds on it start to like swell and it starts to get bigger and you could swear you hear like whispers like coming out of it 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 does does like this strange like balm for the heart and you can see off in the distance now that the smoke and the ash have cleared there's a lot more to the sacred grove than just this part that was destroyed there's lots more it goes for, you know, miles in every direction. And at the edge of the burn destruction, you can see faces, men and women who look kind of like trees, but also look like, you know, ancient elders, like staring out at you from 
from the green gloam with like smiles and like approving looks on their faces as as this happens and like they're there to welcome the little sapling that is starting to grow and then warhorns sound crownland brass is played from the east and then you hear the satyrs uh these like incredibly like beautiful tones of their pan pipes like go off as their scouts have located the, the emissaries and you're sort of pulled from this mystical reverie like back to this no i know i liked that cozy place uh, but now i'm like basically out of animal so let's <laughs> gwen. maybe gwen levels up and everything gets restored and <laughs> we increased. don't we don't level up like in world of warcraft we just day we, we are our own limitations um, martin goes over to gwen and pats her on the back and says you're you're very talented <laughs> You've got some real skill here. I think you found a calling. Thank you. Gwen, that was some of the most beautiful magic I've ever seen. I'm so tired now. <laughs> you want a snack? Yes. <laughs> everyone just starts feeding. They just slowly, everyone just starts feeding her. <laughs> I know I have some animal-rich lotus flowers or whatever in my bag, too, so I'm probably just gonna pop a couple of those. I got those witch cookies. I'm just trying to, like, yep. eat my way back into homeostasis yeah. with my passion. <laughs> Alright, Otax is still shell-shocked, but he actually takes a moment and, like, grabs onto Gwen's hand and just, like, just squeezes it. He doesn't know what to say, but he just squeezes your hand for a minute and then, like, lets go and stumbles back towards <laughs> <laughs> towards the uh, um the meeting between the Crownlanders and the uh, and the Fae. William is checking out his new appearance and anything shiny. Yeah, you find a pool of water brought down by the rain that uh, that Gwen conjured, and hmm, it's actually it quite, looks pretty dashing. It's quite fetching, actually. <laughs> quite fetching. It will be harder to find a stand in that matches, but the ladies do seem to love some of my scars. <laughs> None of the main characters got marred. <laughs> God. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> well, listen, we don't know who main characters are going to be. We don't know. Okay. We don't know if Lavaline and Val are going to make it back from, That's true. from the other thing, even though we already recorded it. <laughs> probably going to get killed by that Kelpie. Oh, my probably God. Probably didn't make it. So the group is going to hurry back to uh, the well of Davadorba. Is that correct? How do you spell that? Diva Diva Daba Dab Dab Diva The Well of Diva Cup. We're gonna run back to the Well of Diva Cup Dorba. My cup runneth over. My Diva Cup runneth over. Are you fucking shitting me? Oh my god. Just you, like two hands. Uh but yes, that is where we're going. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Zenator. Well that's where Zenator is going. You guys go where the fuck you want. <laughs> cool. Okay, bye. Nah, screw it. Smash cut. Everyone's <laughs> back at <laughs> at the well of Dava Dorba, where the um, King Allfield and the uh, satyrs and centaurs and stuff are in sort of like battle positions. Ash and smoke have blown over this area, coating it in a fine particulate layer, and they are all very happy to see you. Um, your your centaur buddy comes like running out to greet you. Um, Did you see it? Did you see the dragon? <laughs> Just 
coughs up a little bit more. Dust. I'll take that to mean you were closer to the site of the impact than we were. We didn't see. I mean, I certainly didn't see the dragon, but the aftermath of the dragon. Yeah, we felt it. We're pretty lucky. Let's just say that. Our scouts say that it has burned a line, a strip miles long from the edge of the of the forest deep in and it end the line of flame ended not a mile from here. How lucky we were to be exactly in that line of flame. <laughs> well, we weren't in the line of flame. We we wouldn't be here if we were in the line of was it just was it just cutting a path for them? <laughs> they all sort of look around the implications of of the dragon of the crown lands like doing the bidding their of... bidding <laughs> not being something that anyone wants to imagine imagine <laughs> or tackle with but oh that would be pretty good card to play in the battle of briar tower but who could afford the cost you know the price it asks for oh. who would be willing to pay that well i'm sure the Subjects of the crown lands probably pay the price. That's how it tends to work. In fact, so Alfiel like um, has put on some of his royal attire and armaments. He has a a war hammer, um, you know, the the size of a friggin' grain silo strapped to his back. In fact, quite the opposite, which is why the dragon's price is paid so seldomly. Mm. The dragon accepts but one currency, royal blood. Whew. Uh, <laughs> what? I'm a peasant-ass peasant. <laughs> Maybe you have amnesia. You don't know. Wow. Prince Martin. Oh, my God. Is that He's been oppressed the entire time. We're all royalty. It's all. Oh, my God. The guild knew the whole time. Everyone's royal and everyone has a tragic backstory. Why don't I get to be royalty? I can be royalty. Boo. You guys. Well, the six. You silly rascals. You're so mean. It's so funny. So mean to me. He loves it. Boom, Look at boom, you love boom. to be bullied, you yeah. dummy. Yeah, you're such a sweet little cuck. Cuck is the cuck the word? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we love to be bullied. I don't know. Uh, glutton for punishment. Yeah. Sweet little glutton. Little glutton. <laughs> He's a glut slut. A glut slut. Dirty little glut slut. He's my little glut slut. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Shit in his mouth. Uh, just shit in his mouth. Shit in his mouth. Move in his mouth. Nope. Hold him down and beat him up. That's <laughs> sexual assault. Uh, wait, wait, wait. What, what the fuck is sexual about that? <laughs> oh, he loves it. He loves Look it. Look at him. Look how happy she is. <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh, all feel now fitted for uh, royal presentation. Um, turns back to the rest of you. This may change our calculations somewhat. Stay close. Let us prepare. Okay, that's all the time we have to prepare. Let us go. (laughs) All right. And the group heads off towards the uh, announcement horns of the Crownland emissaries that seem to have ridden, like, 
as you approach them, you can see they are caked in in ash and smoke. It seems that they rode full tilt from the edge of the forest, following the path of destruction laid down by the dragon. So it is an interesting tactic. <laughs> they are regal and like on horseback of uh, with the finest armors and cloaks and adornment, but they're all covered in like ashy white and and soot black. And at the head of the line is a man a head and a half taller than anyone else in the procession with a crown of gold and silver spires on top of his head and a broad beard, massive shoulders with um, one pauldron that looks like a lion and the other that looks like a hawk and uh, a massive giant's face carved onto his breastplate gilded swords um his horse is just this titanic creature with multiple horns sticking out of the front of its head and long ears and sharp teeth like it's a horse but not quite a horse (laughs) it is absolutely staggering to think that he would do this but king dem of deladradorn has ridden himself at the head of this group of emissaries There are a hundred knights, soldiers, long lances and spears alongside him. And uh, Bevel's contingent is smaller and more um, uh, appropriate to what you would think one would send to to, uh, something like this. He also rides with the king's sword, Meritadia, who is uh, a legendary hero from Deladridor and the best swordsman in like, you know half the crown lands and um rides alongside he has a he has a full suit of golden armor that looks... all right jamie lannister Fuck you. <laughs> well it has a human's like the helmet just looks like a human's face with like curly hair and the breastplate just looks like a human chest so the all of the armor is just an anatomical just looks like a naked dude it well it looks like yeah naked golden a giant naked golden man like riding alongside the king um you know but done more abstractly and in plates um and baron kalasterhoff the uncle of queen bevel leads bevel's con- you know smaller contingent of like 30 knights or so and um he is an older man his name is baron or that's the title baron yeah um b-e-r-y-n kalasterhoff who would be like the the duke i guess anyway so there's this large uh, and they, they appear like out of the smoke and gloom and Gwen and Martin and Zenator see King Dem and know him immediately from his descriptions. And yeah, I was going to say a grit of the teeth and a spark of rage could, you know, hardly be far off for those of you who, who care about Lavaline. Uh, my, Two words. The tips of my fingers Low start fireball. crackling. <laughs> yeah, with like verdant lightning, and then I'm just like, <sighs> yeah. Gwen was floating a little bit, like just with sheer rage. Mm-hmm. And then she Martin, ran out of juice. <laughs> Martin puts on a literal like tough guy face. Like, yeah, my Chain. jaw sticks out like oh, you know, my chin sticks out a little further, and like I don't know, there's like Brow a scar, thickens. like I make a scar up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Martin, like who's never had any facial hair, like gets like a five o'clock beard. Yeah. 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 They're gonna say a neck tattoo. I was like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. 
I, I do, yeah. It's under my under my garments, but I'm sporting a full on swan back tattoo. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that's really sweet. Somehow William guys feels like strangely seen. Like <laughs> um Okay. So the uh the king's the king's sword, the duke, like ride a little way, you know, halfway between the two contingents and like um like stop at that sort of midfield. Again, you are standing in a about like quarter mile wide th- three mile long column of just burned and evaporated trees um and ash like ashen dunes that the dragon burned deep into the uh into the forest just to like make a path for this this army apparently yeah the sky is still tinged with cinders and smoke um and then yeah king Allfeel um like uh motions to you to join him as you head out into the into the field to meet the other kings all right guys yeah here we go here we go (laughs) i mean we have to just roll with this obviously for now you have to keep your verdant lightning to yourself for now i can't make any promises (laughs) please make a promise can you can you promise at least that much why do you sound like that because i'm I'm trying to seem like a badass look how tough he is cool i'll promise not to verdant lightning him for now if you promise to stop whatever this is (laughs) fine okay (laughs) So why do you all hate King Yes, I am, I am feeling this is a little bit more than, uh, you know, a general war. One of our friends had a certain entanglement I know. <laughs> with King Dam. That's our friend's act. Le- a legal entanglement. <laughs> and a it was messy. <laughs> And he wants to kill her. That's a good description for marriage, isn't it? He well, kidnapped her out of, a, out of a waterfall and she tortured him to escape, right? Am I understanding that? This is a, this is a very torture. different story than I am getting from everyone else. What's tor- I mean, torture is subjective. It is? No, what? One man's torture Are you- is another man's Do you work, work for the Bush administration? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Torture. Ironically, it was waterboarding. Some extra she, she dumped him over and over again. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Uh, maybe I'm speaking out of turn. That is the errant husband of our good friend Lavaline Crest. He is unable to get himself a willing woman. Correct. Yep. That's terrible. Terrible. Oh, he's a known insufferable cunt, but I just didn't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your background. Everybody who know, everybody who's on the know. He's called Good King Dem and has like great PR, but anybody who has any real info knows that he is a just miserable, horrible mama's boy. That's the thing that probably that uh, Amelia might know about him that that wouldn't be common knowledge. It's all of his success and his power comes from the fact that his mother is the Queen in Glass, who is the like. Uh, the mirror, mirror on the wall, queen. Um, so uh, he's a he's a legacy. <laughs> he's a legacy. Generational privilege. He's a self-made mm. man. He's self-made. <laughs> oh, he pulled himself, himself up, up by his bootstraps. Boot <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and then he flew away to the moon. <laughs> God. Only had a million dollar loan, and I paid that back. Okay. No. Oh my nice. God. Nice, Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> Tucker Chaz. Fuck that guy. I don't know. All right, so <laughs> paid it back. But I'm still gonna inherit it again. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, holy shit! That's I'm right. Keep you it. gave it back, but he's gonna for give now. It for now. <laughs> Fucking Christ. Um. All right. So one of the um, uh, heralds that has come with King Dem. All hail and pay due homage to good King Dem of Deladradorn. And Duke Baron Kalastahoff of Alembria. And then one of the, the satyrs um, does a deep bow. Here comes King Orfiel, followed by his entourage of the Guild of Heroes. Uh, it's, it's, uh, I'm sorry, Grisbell. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Because the likes of likes of the kings. So the king looks down at you with stony, inc- like imperious gaze. <clears throat> he looks like a statue come to life. So there you are. After all this time, where is she? I don't know what you're talking about. The Duke sighs heavily from his horse nearby. Yeah, where's who? Where is she? I don't know. I did not burn my way through half the Grimwood to come and treat with peasants and no ones like yourselves. Where is my wife? I beg to differ, actually. My wife. You did exactly that. Gwen! Gwen! Keep it! it okay. The Borat! She muttered under her yep. You dare mock King Dem! So the King's sword, the man of gold, like, shouts out at you from inside of his, um, of his armor. He has, like, a strangely high voice. You dare mock King Dem! <laughs> Holy shit! King Ophiel, like his eyes roll up into his head, and he looks oh down. God. He looks down at Zenitor, like at two Zenitor. Can none of you keep your fucking shit together? But he doesn't say that. He just does it with his eyes. He does it with his eyes. He doesn't say it, but we all know. But he got. Like, what the <laughs> fucking hell, dude? You're the wizard. Put your shit together. <clears throat> Don't worry about it. <laughs> King Dem of Deladredon, I am King Orfiel of the Riverwood, and you have come to treat with me. Yeah, King Dem. We're all gonna die. <laughs> <clears throat> what, I thought we were piling up. <laughs> the Duke, uh, <laughs> seeming to be a bit more uh, diplomatic than the rest, the rest of gathered here. <laughs> we have come for many reasons, and we have come to see an end to this violent conflict. So we come in good faith. You come in good faith, burning your way here. 
Well, how else did you expect us to arrive in this vile and evil place? Did you expect us to bleed for every inch, to die our way in? You have gravely underestimated the Crown Lands for the last time. None of us are here to fight with each other. Right, yeah, right. Is that not, <laughs> is that not the truth? So Kingdom, like, cracks a half-smile. We are here to avenge the murdered innocent civilians. Men, women, and children murdered all across the outskirts of the Grimwood by a wicked fey ambush. Unprovoked and ill-intentioned. That we are all of a common purpose. Why don't we start the conversation that way? And yet you stand beside the king of satyrs himself, who is, if I am unmistaken, a wicked fay himself. Let me repeat, we are all of a common purpose. I have fought the queen of spite for ages immemorial. Not all who dwell within this wood are of a mind concerning humans. I find them lovely and delicious. Uh, I'm sorry, I find them lovely and delightful. Uh, uh, common is not my preferred tongue. We all seek the downfall of the Queen of Spite, and we come with information as to how you may expedite that. Hard earned by this group of heroes, these nearlies have uncovered a plot by capturing the trickster Nodagaster and learning what the Queen of Spite has been up to lately. So the Duke leans in. Please, any information you would share with us, we would greatly appreciate. We do not want a full-scale war. We simply wish to set right the evils that have been done lately. Sadly, it does not appear that the Queen of Spite is as interested in ceasing hostilities as you all are. We don't know everything, but what we do know is that they are seeking, kidnapping, capturing women of royal blood. So they all, their eye, their brows furrow. The, the King's Sword, Maritadia, like, sits back in his, in his chair. You can hear his teeth grinding. Um, his breath, like, coming quicker. And presumably for some sort of ritual. We also know that they are in league with the Glorious. And I'm sure that they have their sights set further than a couple of colonies within the Grimwood. All right, so their eyes like scan the group and <laughs> they seem uh, like very shook by this idea of royals being absconded with. Um, would you make a persona undertaking there, Mr. Zenitor? All right, let's see. How about authoritative? Yes. Inspiring. Very much so. Um, sage. Half for sage. I think it just would help you be a better storyteller. Mm -hmm. Okay. 20. There you go. So, it looks like they believe you. They immediately, like, shift tone. Where are they taking them? <laughs> Even King Dem now suddenly is no longer obsessed with just the location of his wife. 
Where are they? Castle Spire? Castle Ire? Briar Tower. The Briar Tower? So the Briar Witch is involved in this as well. Seems the location to imprison imprison princesses. Yes, right. She of long hair. So the king like leans back and like chews on his knuckle thinking for a minute. It looks like he's like torn and um, Duke Baron. um, Might I ask, are you William Guy's? Oh, you you have spotted me immediately. The mask does ironically it's pronounced bilges. <laughs> oh well, I Jesus fuck I uh, Billy I did G not. Over uh, here. Mm. <laughs> you are a storied hero among our lands. I. Yes. Actually, tell my children of your exploits at night. I am a storied hero of, among many lands. Hopefully <laughs> not all the exploits. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. The, 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 just the swashbuckling parts. And might you be... I... I that can't be. You're far too young. I'm sorry. Your garb. Perhaps you are a student of Amelia Alagosa. Yes, that's me. And I do look very young. I... <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> Apparently, magic agrees with with you more than uh, the spellcasters from uh, from uh, the Crownlands. Mm-hmm. Most of our wizards, he says, gesturing to like a wizard on a horse nearby. <laughs> Most of our wizards get in the uh, sort of wizened and withered appearance. Hello, Xanatar. <laughs> so this is this is. Uh, hey there, Gabe. <laughs> nice to see you. Sup, Gabe. <laughs> so. Two storied heroes such as yourselves, um, you uh, uh, vouch for this story of kidnapped princesses? Yes, there has been m- many, many kidnappings of princesses. <laughs> Damn twitches. Yeah. <laughs> ever so slightly. Uh, twitches ever so slightly. Oh yeah, he totally All that right, gain power. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> All right, so kingdom... Uh, after that twitch that he got from from William, that little jibe from William Guys, the the guild is very interest interested in liberating She of Long Hair. We believe that she is going to be essential to fighting back against the glorious, and no doubt recovering the other damsels who have gone astray. Absolutely. Kidnapping princesses, you say. Hoarding royal blood in the Briar Tower. What shall we ever do about that? We take the Briar Tower. <laughs> who, who is this? Mar- <laughs> I am Mar- who is this boy? I am Mar- Martin. I am, um- what did we... <laughs> Hi, I'm Martin. <laughs> I picture him with a pack of cigarettes rolled up. Yeah, rolled up in his shirt. Yeah, it's awesome. Yes, I like the cut of your jib, Martin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Attack. That's, All right, moving on. No. That's what I'm about. So we attack the Briar Tower. As you have seen, we have brought great weapons to this fight. 
the dragon of the Crownlands can carve us a path straight to the Briar Tower. I would have it lay waste to the tower itself, but we cannot risk killing those within. However, the thorns legendary to this location will not slow us. Dragonfire burns all. We lay waste to their defenses and then storm the, t- the tower. It's a simple plan, but a good one. And one they will not be expecting because they cannot possibly imagine that we could breach the woods as fast as we can because no one would expect that Bevel, that mad woman, would be willing to pay the dragon's price. And at this point, the duke sort of like sits uncomfortably in his in his uh, in his saddle. Hmm. I agree. I I do not think it is likely that they're anticipating that. And yet, that brings us to the reason why she is willing to pay such mm-hmm. price. Yeah, I feel like it... the duke uh, takes takes it from here. The queen is nearing the end of her reign and wishes to give the kingdom to an heir. Unfortunately, through a series of enchantments and curses and mishaps, Bevel has four children unable to assume the throne. And one, Abel, lost somewhere in this woods. I believe she made contact with Queen Lavaline recently, and the queen seemed to know the location of the prince, the errant prince. So, King Dem... And Queen Bevel both need to speak with Queen Lavaline. I admit there are multiple motives for everyone wanting to bring this fight to the Grimwood. All of them just. The retrieval of a wife, the rescue of a child, and... The revenge, or and and the rest, and the rest. No, sorry. And and the and the and the just revenge required by those dead in the Grimwood outskirts. So, we ask again: Where is Queen Lavaline? Before we commit to more violence and destruction in the Grimwood, we must be careful that the queen and the prince do not come to harm. Speaking for the group, if you will allow me, um, we don't know who. who <laughs> Holy shit! That delivery! Oh man! Oh my! Um, Gwen, Gwen, fucking just covers her face <laughs> in her hands. <laughs> Thank you for the permission to speak. Uh, we don't know. <laughs> Maybe Are, over there in the tower. Eye contact. Not Amanda, just no consonants anymore. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's very instills a lot of confidence when you just drop all the consonants. It suddenly turns into Charlie from Always Sunny. <laughs> yeah. What I mean to say is that we. We encountered her a long time ago. We haven't had much interaction with her since. But, I mean, it would seem the most logical if we were hunting for, looking for royal blood to go in the direction of the of the Briar Tower, where they are capturing gathering. and gathering those of royal blood. Right. So, I don't know. Maybe she's there or not. 
I don't know. Thank you for your honesty, young man. Now I'm going to have to ask you to make a persona check. <laughs> Absolutely. Honesty is my middle name. Uh, so, yeah, calling on shrewd, authoritative. Yeah. <laughs> um, Especially because you you proposed action. Did I just counsel another character on a nonviolent course sure of action? <laughs> And that was a that was a nat twelve there. So hey, with all the bonuses, holy shit. it's Attaboy. going to be uh, let's see, nineteen twenty four. So Dem's eyes glimmer. Collecting princesses. She's not just a queen; she's a king's daughter. To the Briar Tower, we must rescue those, and then everyone roll initiative. Okay, so are we in a fight? From the are we? So the king calls out that they, for his men to, uh, like, take to arms, and we are going to go back to the main host of the army, and then we're going to go to the Briar Tower, and then a, like, a trumpet goes out from the uh, east side of this, like, burned clearing, and then is suddenly cut off. And the sound, there's something about the sound that, like, like, it's like, and then it, like, like, crinkle crinkles off like like the horn was folded up on itself as it was as it was blaring uh what was that one of the scouts mm. and the the uh, the king's sword like draws his blade and bows are knocked i mean a hundred men and on the other side of the field another hundred you know hundred centaurs and satyrs all like draw lances and spears and bows and they aim them at each other at first because of this warning call but then um Something steps out of the trees to the east of this clearing. It is tall and pale white. It's just a beautiful, statuesque, nude man with long, blonde, white hair dangling down from his head and the most cherubic, like, perfect face and proportions. But you see that he has no uh, no gender, no genitals, no belly button, no uh, no nipples, nothing that like marks him as like nothing hot, human. no nipples. But he's just like a statue come to life, and his proportions are like that of a statue. His hands and feet are slightly bigger, and he's but he's perfectly marble chiseled, right? And he walks out. He walks out of the forest just like walks out and nearby um there are like guardsmen like rushing towards him with with spears and lances and then they just sort of sort of just drop when they get closer to him and like so like look like they just fall asleep um and you can see the ground around it is like humming ever so slightly and then from the west side of this burned clearing um someone calls out and you turn and you can see a a man in black armor with a bald head, like shaved bald and kind of like weird chunks taken out of his ears and face. It looks like a lifetime of fighting. And he's just sort of sitting in the tree, somehow having gotten past all of the scouts and guards. Um, and he's just sitting on like a tree branch. Hello! <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. My name is Silic. I am the servant of need. Servant to the Herald of the Glorious. May their second coming be as fun as their first. 
Hello, everyone. How are you doing? <coughs> there they are, the Nearlies. You're just who I need to see. Oh, crap. Is that why, why so? would that be, Silent? <laughs> You've got something <laughs> that I want. I what? need. What? The blood curse. The Queen of Spites blood curse. I don't think any of us have. I... Oh, yes, you do. Sticky fingers. One of you got pricked by the owl guy. Wasn't that you? It's Martin. I don't remember this. <laughs> yeah, no curse here. I just had a test. Mm, I don't know about that. I think you might have it. And it's very important to her, and she's very scary, so we give her what she wants. You don't You might. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do by choice, but you will whether you like it or not. You don't even seem all that confident that any of us have this curse, so... Well, then just let me take a look at your blood, no. and <laughs> we'll be on our way. No. And so the, now, at this point, the king... Uh, has, King Dem has like turned to Silek and like turned to the creature that have walked out of the out of the woods. Silence these fucking idiots! And then suddenly a barrage of enchanted arrows goes hurtling towards towards each of them, and they just they rip that marble guy to shreds. Blood sprays everywhere. Bone is exposed. Like these huge, heavy silver bolts like go through its body, just pinning it to the ground. And the the trees that Silek were in just like evaporate into like broken wood and leaves and, sh- and shards of uh, shrapnel. Ow! Not fair. Not very nice. All right, we'll have to just do it the hard way then. Let's do it the hard way. <laughs> it has been a very long time since I have had a satisfying fight. <laughs> And something oh, huge. I thought you were burping. I 100% thought you just burped, and I was like, burped. <laughs> All right. All right. So a snarl cuts through the sky, and massive black bat wings, shiny, spiny armor, and huge lion-like claws come like careening out of the sky. What am I? Where am I? I am a beast, a hunter, a great terror, now a puppet, plaything, a tool. What is the man, the little bald man, laughing, snickering? Faster than even my tail. I struck at him again and again, but he tumbled, fell, tripped, clumsy, sloppy, but always just out of reach. A madman. His madness made him impossible to fight. His blades like razor wind. He took my tail. Drank my poison from its tip. Such lunacy. Black metal. Blood. My blood. 
the biting of cold steel and foul magic like a prison, a collar, a vice, an iron maiden around my head. What was my crime, I scream? What have I done to deserve such cruelty? A laugh. The man who was madness laughed at me. <laughs> what? Are you really doing that? Really asking? Are you seriously asking? Why? Why me? The madman was shocked and amused. Why you? Why anyone? Nothing is meaningful. No one is chosen. Rock and dust and pressure and time and evolution and blood and fear. And then me and then you and now this. The madman said. Oh, wait, there is a reason. There is. <laughs> because they liked you. Because they liked you is why. So now I'll hurt them with you. You're a symbol. Something bad they tried to make nice with. But you're bad. No one can change. I won't let them. I won't let them... I won't let them change either. They are bad, and I'll make sure they stay bad. They're ruining the best bad things there are. I am bent within steel and cursed to kill. Made a weapon. I, I cannot say the blood is not sweet, the flesh not tender. It is the only respite from the pain, and now I smell horse flesh, royal blood, and something familiar. Something that treated me better than a monster. But now my mind is being stolen again, and my tormentor's words ringing in my ears are all I know. But really, why you? Why you? Why not? Thanks for listening to Could Have Been Heroes, production and editing by Aaron Schoenrock, theme song by Bo Hoover, and cover art by me, Robert Knudsen. Could Have Been Heroes is an entirely independent podcast, so if you like the show, please subscribe and review. For exclusive content and hands-on Faritol access, head to patreon.com forward slash cbhpod. Tune in next week for more adventures, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at cbhpod, and check out our website, couldhavebeenheroes.com. <laughs>